You're listening to The Tarot Diagnosis. I'm your host, Shannon. I'm a licensed psychotherapist, and I also happen to have a love for tarot. Each episode, I invite you to reflect with me as I work to demystify the tarot and the human experience, all while exploring tarot's connection to mental and emotional health. While this podcast may feel therapeutic, it is not meant to take the place of psychotherapy. So grab your cards and join me as I work to create a pathway to better understand ourselves and those around us. I had the opportunity to sit down with Amanda, aka Mandy Hughes, who's the author of more than a dozen works of literary and Southern Gothic fiction by pen names A. Lee Hughes and Mandy Lee. She's the founder of Haint Blue Creative, a space for readers and storytellers to explore, learn, and create. She's also a tarot enthusiast who uses the cards to enhance creativity and foster wellness, and she really enjoys teaching other storytellers how to do the same. When she's not writing, Mandy works as a visual and instructional designer, and she holds a Bachelor and Master of Science in Psychology. You can find her on Instagram at HaintBlueCreative or on her website, HaintBlueCreative.com. Hey, Mandy. Hey, Shannon. You have been such an incredible supporter of the tarot diagnosis, really from like the very beginning. And I'm I'm honestly like so grateful to have met you and to be sharing this tarot community space with you. And now I, I get to call you a friend, which is so exciting. And I'm even more excited to have you on the podcast and have your just really wildly creative and hilarious energy on while we talk about tarot for creative storytelling because kind of watching your process has been really amazing. I think that you're an incredible writer, an incredible creative person oh. and tarot plays a really big role in that. So I'm really excited to hear about this t- relationship you have with tarot and how resourceful it has been for yourself and your process of writing and storytelling. So first off, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I'm so honored to to be on the podcast. I feel like I've been listening like since you had, I think there were like five episodes out when I um, discovered you. And oh my goodness. I know, and I was like, hold up, tarot <laughs> and psychology? Oh man, these are my people. I, I found my tribe. Aww. So. I, um, I'm just so honored to be here and so grateful that you asked me to be on. I'm honestly so happy that you said yes, because I know that doing podcasts, especially when you don't do it all the time, can be such a new and kind of overwhelming experience. <laughs> and even now, like, even though I've been doing it for a while, it's especially now trying to get into the, like a new swing of things, doing it solo. It's always like nerve wracking and trying to figure out like how the process is going to go. So anytime I have like new folks on the podcast, I'm like, I know that this seems like kind of weird. So <laughs> I'm glad that you're putting yourself out there and, and hanging out with me. And I really just want to hear a little bit about your background in storytelling and how tarot plays a role in that. Yeah, of course. So, oh goodness. Um, where do I start? So first off, I mean, um, you, you know, you're also from the South, so you know that us Southerners, we're storytellers, so we love <laughs> to tell a good story. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I've always, always, like since, I like to say since I could hold a pencil, and that's really not even exaggerating. So since I was just itty bitty, I've been an artist and I've uh, writing and I'm using air quotes, writing stories. So, mm-hmm. you know, just making up stories ever since I was really little and just throughout grade school and uh, middle school, high school, I was an artist and uh, wrote poetry. And uh, so storytelling really started through my artwork and it started uh, and then it just kind of evolved to um, poetry and then, um, you know, went through my um, mid 90s high school goth girl phase and, (laughs) um, you know, all of the dark poetry and dark stories and things. (laughs) And so... you know, uh, so life happens and, um, I go through school and through college and I, um, I studied psychology and also did a lot of artwork and a lot of, uh, writing stories and just, you know, story ideas really at this point, um, short stories, poetry was still a thing, um, settled down, got married, had kids. Um, and then in my, um, creative 
endeavors just kind of directed me towards designing um, learning experiences in both the healthcare field and nonprofit. So I was able to help other people learn about, you know, whatever the topic was um, through storytelling. So through training programs and of course leading, I feel like the best way to to train is to actually lead through Mm -hmm. storytelling so that other people can relate to the content and uh, relate to whatever the, you know, the topic being presented. So, and in that process. So here's where we're getting to where I I discovered Tara. So um, one of my favorite ways of kind of deep. So one of my favorite ways of decompressing when I get off work from my muggle job is to go for a walk. So I love to walk in a park, love to go to parks. So um, one day I was actually living in in Florida at the time, right in the same area that you were living in. Right. I know. (laughs) I know. Isn't that crazy? I love it. So that's why I knew that you were going to be my friend. I was like, hold up, tarot (laughs) and psychology. And she's in Florida. Same area. I know. This this chick's going to be my friend. She doesn't know it yet, but let me slide into her DMs and let her be my friend. It happened. It happened. It did. So I went walking um, after work. Long story short, let me bring this this Southern story to a close here. <laughs> so I uh, went walking after work to Fred Howard Park in mm-hmm. uh, Tarpon Springs. Shout out to Fred Howard Park. It's right? such a gorgeous area. So I'm walking out in the, the causeway there, goes out to this little island and and I'm walking and I just finished writing. I've just finished my first novel and I was so excited about it. And it was with my editor and I was like, okay, well, I'm ready to think about what I'm going to write next. I'm ready to think about, you know, my next book and kind of going over different things. And then all of a sudden this, uh, this woman came to my mind and I like to describe her as, as kind of happening in like a vision because I really quite, you know, quite literally experienced her arrive in this vision while I was walking. And it it was this, she's an older woman and she was sitting at a table on a back porch and just off of the porch was the ocean and the ocean was kind of coming through. And, and I thought, okay, I, I feel like this woman's familiar to me. She looked familiar. She had beautiful, dark, uh, very dark ebony skin, gorgeous skin. And then she had these two long silver braids and on the table spread out in front of her were a selection of tarot cards. And I remember pausing where I was walking and I was like, hold up, tarot cards? <laughs> what in the world? Because my only knowledge of the tarot to that point was just, you know, what Hollywood had, right. you know, taught you. It's it's sensationalized and Absolutely, very stereotypical yeah. and, you know, and so I was like, okay, well, first of all, I need to know who this woman is because I feel like she's a character that's kind of trying to step forth and she wants her story to be told. But then mm-hmm. I need to figure out, you know, she's working with the tarot. So I need to know about the tarot cards and, you know, what in the world are tarot cards? And I've got to learn those. So it just kind of snowballed from there. And I ordered my um, first tarot deck and started learning the cards. And then um, as I was working with the cards to figure out who this woman was, I I actually was, I was feeling very, like, I was like, okay, wait a minute. The, these, this is just 78 pieces of artwork and, you know, art tells a story. So there's all these stories in each Mm -hmm. one of these cards. And then I lay them out together side by side and mix them up in different ways. And now I'm seeing all these brand new stories. And so not only did I learn about the tarot so that I was able to write this character, but I was able to learn how to use the tarot cards to help me write these books. So it was kind of a it was just a very organic thing and it just came to me like <laughs> it just came to me you know in a vision and it just went from there everything just kind of meshed from there all the the art and the storytelling and the tarot and that's incredible so in this this Thank you. Uh, character who came to you is actually yes. a character in one of your books right she is her name is pinky Parado. I call her Miss Pinky, and she <laughs> is one of the main characters in uh, my duology. It's called The Scars We Choose. And it, book one became so long that I had to write book two. So it's yeah, a so I, duology. 
I imagine folks are going to be really excited to to pick that up. I know in the symposium we have a a part of the the forum where we talk about when we when we see tarot kind of out in the wild in a movie or in a book, yeah. and then we share about it, and oh, folks yeah. get really excited. So yeah, it's so ex- it's like it's like seeing somebody with your like, you know, concert tees or, or like yes. a trend right now. But when you <laughs> see someone with your favorite band, they're, you know, the concert tee and you're like, wait a minute, that's, I hope that they know who that is. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like, this, it's absolutely the same with tarot. I love that you made mm-hmm. that connection. Like anytime mm-hmm. you see someone with a tarot pen or you're reading a book and tarot yeah. comes up, it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, my people, this is so oh, yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so special that that's how tarot manifested for you in your yeah. life, that it mm-hmm. came to you in this vision and then yeah. was really the kind of guiding force for, for this, both of these, these novels. And then, yeah eventually became a, it seems like a really important part of your personal life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, I try now, I won't fib and say I do it every single day because some days I get ahead of myself. Of course. And also I'm an early bird. I'm one of those rare birds who wakes up between four and five in the morning and I get my coffee. Now I have to slide into my house shoes (laughs) and then I have to get my coffee before so that I can get my other eye open because I usually only have one eye open that early. (laughs) And then once I'm having my coffee, I, I come in to my office where I'm sitting right now here at my desk and my desk is like, my desk is like my altar space. Yeah, And I sit down and so I like to have my tarot ritual in the morning just to kind of get started with my day. Sometimes I get directly into writing. So, mm-hmm. but typically I do pull cards just to kind of guide my day and, um, you know, just kind of give me some insight and what, you know, what do I need to know about today? And it's just, it's very helpful, very therapeutic. I love to pull cards and to guide different projects that I'm working on. And I love to teach other people, other specifically other storytellers and artists like me, how to use the cards to, to do the same, to inspire their own creativity and their own ideas. That's honestly like perfect segue. Like, can we, can we pull cards together now to go oh, the episode? Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, cool. So what deck are you using? I am using my trusty Smith White Tarot and it's the borderless um, edition because I don't like my, I don't like to be boxed in. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I'm using Tarot Vintage Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's one of your favorites it's my baby yeah oh what'd you get so the first one that jumped out is um the page of pentacles okay love and page then, energy for this yes all about learning and messages right Absolutely. hey come on now we're telling stories and we're we're chatting i have the second one that popped out like almost right after was the world oh and then ooh, judgment Mm. Judgment jumped out and landed on the ground. And then 10 of wands, and I was not surprised to see wands. Okay, so two majors. So I also just uh, had a major jump out, and I pulled Justice. Oh, Justice. Yeah, which I don't really think about. (laughs) I'm like, hmm, what am I going to do with this? I don't, like when thinking about Justice, it's not typically a card I would think about in terms of creativity and storytelling but but it shows up for a reason because justice was it was stalking you for a while so now oh justice is like hey i'm here again it was, it was. i <laughs> thanks for bringing that up now and then it was the swords it was justice that wouldn't leave me the hell alone and then, and then it was and then like, the swords oh god the swords are still kind oh. of like not leaving me alone but it's so you know, understandable though right well and there's a there's a sword even in justice so i right. still yes. <laughs> but i feel like so okay, so if I'm if I were to think about justice in terms of like creative storytelling, creativity, mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to mind is rigidity and perfectionism. And, mm. and some people might not think mm. that way, but th- this is just what's coming up for me. So I'm curious to mm. hear where your mind's going. But I feel like it's mm-hmm. kind of this like wanting your art form to be just right, yeah. and the struggle that comes with kind of that need and that, you know, when you like have this Mm. urge and this like energy of creativity and you're like, I need to get this out. I need to do something Mm. with this. Mm. I feel like maybe justice, justice is representing having to find that balance between letting that creative energy just flow out of you, but then also being kind of held back by that perfectionism and wanting to 
do it just right, do it perfectly. And the holding of the scales and then the sword, I think pointing upwards could represent kind of that dichotomy or the duality even represented within that because we're holding the scale, trying to balance our drive and our need for creativity into maybe share our story or write a story or just be creative in general and in any form of any sort of art modality. And then the sword and and managing our perfectionism, if we're looking Mm -hmm. at two scales, and then the sword being held to the sky could represent those kind of like higher ideas and ideals about what we do want to create. So, Mm -hmm. okay. So that was Mm -hmm. my first thought of (laughs) justice. Um, Yeah. It's like that, that perfectionism Mm -hmm. and, um, I have some other thoughts, but I'm curious about what, what you're thinking. So in terms of justice, absolutely everything that you just said. So you are spot on about justice and about the, you know, need, that need that, and as a, you know, as creative people, we do, you know this, cause you're mm-hmm. so creative. We have this innate need and desire and like, we have to be creative and we have right. to, you know, we have to bring it forth and, and whatever you know, way it comes forward for me, you know, that's through, through writing, through written word and through art, through helping others. And so balancing those, those scales is it's, it can be difficult because, you know, especially, you know, I've got a muggle job, so Mm -hmm. I can't just be writing, you know, by my own pen. Um, Not yet, you know, not yet. It's going to happen for me, but (laughs) right now I have a daytime role and I have to balance my time. And so I have to make sure that I, you know, that I have some balance in. Um, and then also I have to carve out time for my family and right. they they come first. So, uh, you know, and I do, but writing is also necessary and um, being creative is necessary. So I have to make sure that I carve out enough time there. So, you know, I, I just, I just posted something on Instagram about this yesterday. Oh, yeah. um, the thing that tends to get uh, sacrificed is sleep. Right. So, then um, on also on the justice card, I look at you know the sword as as you mentioned, it's raised towards the sky, pointing you know upward, conscious thought. But mm-hmm. I also think that immediately I think of our the writer's editing voice. So as I'm mm-hmm. writing, I always 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 have trouble, especially when I'm working on my first draft of a novel. I'll just I'll write and then I'll be like, uh, uh-uh, I gotta go back and clean up this this sentence. I have to clean up this sentence before I move on to the next sentence. And I have trouble just, just getting it down, you know, and just writing a real ugly first draft. Cause yeah, I, I'm the same you way. Know, I don't do ugly. Okay. Yeah, me either. I it's don't do ugly and I don't do messy. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you know what? And I heard, I, I listened to, I watched a um, documentary on, on Toni Morrison. And she mm. also mentions that she, would, you know, edits line by line. So I thought, well, if it's good enough for Toni Morrison, I'm just, it's good enough for me. <laughs> so Justice is telling me, hey, you know, you've got all this creative energy that, you know, you've got to, you've got to parcel out. You got to compartmentalize along with the rest of your day. You got to keep your editing mind, you know, you, your editing brain. You've got to have, uh, get a grasp, get a grip on it. Absolutely. Don't let it get carried away from you. So I'm curious, you pulled... Page of Pentacles, the world, judgment, is that what you said? And then Ten of Wands. And the Ten of Wands. Oh my gosh, what do we even do with all those? We talk about them all at once. I'm looking at the story here. Tell me about it. So pages, to me, they are, they're juvenile, they're learning, Mm. they're ambitious, they're very adventurous, they love to explore, they... um, they're they're juvenile in that and they're naive and young in that they are just so open to all possibilities and they're not yet you know the the world hasn't hammered in to, you know all of the the thoughts and the the way that things are supposed to be or all the expectations and things yet um so they just have a fresh outlook and mm-hmm. so the page of pentacles has a fresh outlook on and is learning about and exploring the physical need Mm-hmm. And as we just mentioned, creating, creating art, writing, being creative, it is a, it is, it is very much a physical thing. It's a visceral Absolutely. thing that I know that I have to, I have to explore it. So mm-hmm. I feel like this card is giving permission mm. to and validating that. Yep. That's, that's what we're here to do today. We're here on, you know, 
to having this conversation so that we can explore um, that it is very much a, a physical, you know, it's very physical and it's very tangible, you know. I love that connection. So, um, and then, gosh, from the page to the world, the world is, it's the planets aligned. It's the conclusion. It's, um, it's like the, it's the ideal. It's the, it's the ending that you want so badly. It's that happily ever after that you want to write. That's going to resonate with your readers. It's going to, um, you know, it's the, it's the bestseller. It is the, the book that's going to launch you into superstardom. It's the book that's going to capture the attention of an agent who's going to publish it, you know, with a, big five publishing house and it's the dream it's, it's the dream it's going to get the movie deal and you're going to yeah. get the oscar and then you're going to win the pulitzer and you know all of these things but to get there you've got to go through some hard stuff mm. and that's where we're moving into judgment and uh the ten of wands and so I, i'm being called i meaning representing storytellers you know we're being called sometimes to do things that we didn't think that we could and unexpected things and uncomfortable things you know we're being pulled up out of our graves, butt naked. And mm. we are so vulnerable and we are just being called to tell our truth. Write what you know to be true, right? With, I love to teach writing with courage and with authenticity. And that's very scary to do that. And with the Ten of Wands, it can be just such a, it can feel like a creative burden. There's just so much that we're putting, so much energy and so much passion and fiery creativity that we're putting in to the work that we do. And mm-hmm. it being a 10, that's also a, you know, a kind of a, a conclusion, kind of wrapping up, you know, tying up loose ends type card. And, right. and you know, if you try to carry too much, you try to do too much, then it's, it could be, it can you know, it can be taxing. And if you don't watch where you're going, like, you know, buddy in the card, if you don't watch where you're going, then you could trip, you can fall, you might hit something, you might uh, go the wrong way and you missed your destination, you know, altogether. So that's the story I see in those four cards. That's, I, it's so cool to hear your, <laughs> your journey with that. And to my madness, to not, I mean, it's <laughs> organized madness <laughs> to be able to say, okay, here's the, here's the four cards that represent the storytelling of storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really cool to be able to hear you say, okay, yeah, of course the page, this, uh, this curious energy, and then this, the world being this, this dream and the idealized vision of you as an yeah. artist. And then the realistic, experience of having to go through real a lot of vulnerable obstacles and challenges and then facing the reality that in order to experience your dream of the world you're probably going to have some ten of wands moments and that's not mm-hmm. all rainbows and butterflies all the mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. actually hearing you share that storytelling experience brings me back to the justice card and the therapeutic perspective, I think of this card, which we could tie into the concept of narrative therapy and Mm. the value of personal storytelling. So narrative therapy, there's a specific tool called externalization. And it's when we separate ourselves from the problem instead of seeing ourselves as the problem. Mm. And the concept of narrative therapy is allowing us to explore the problem separately from ourselves. And the way that you so beautifully talked about tarot, I think is a, is a great representation of that external externalizing process. When you, when you're an artist and when you're a writer, I think it's so easy to feel alone in your, Mm. in your mind and in your Mm. process. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have this tangible thing in front of you, helping guide you, it can feel really overwhelming. So I think to have Mm. the physical tangible cards and externalize your problem or the experience of being a storyteller allows you to maybe gain a clearer perspective on what your journey is going to be like. Absolutely. Yes. And you know what? You Thank you for validating that it's a lot of hard work being a writer <laughs> and it can feel lonely. It feels like an island sometimes. Like, mm. and, I, and I know, I know that that speaks so deeply to writers who might be listening right now because we, uh, it, it can feel like we're on an, an island and um, especially if we're the only creative person around, like mm. I'm not the only creative person in my household, but I'm cert- I'm the only writer in my household and mm. I only write the, you know, 
and the type of work that I do. I'm the only one who does it. So not a lot of people to talk about, you know, with it. I don't have a lot of friends to kind of discuss what I'm doing. I have the tarot community and I have the writing community and a lot of those are virtual. And, you know, I met I met these communities and connected with them through uh, social media and, you know, so yeah, so it can, it can, it can, it can feel like being on an Island, but. I'm curious about what your process is like. They're like hearing your storytelling experience just now with those four cards has me super intrigued about how you utilize tarot as this tool for storytelling and inspiration and even character development, do you have, like, what is your process? Do you have rituals? Do you have specific yeah. spreads that you use? I'm, I'm so curious. So I'm, I don't like to call it willy nilly. I like to call <laughs> it organic and intuitive. Okay. Same. We're on <laughs> so the same I, page. You yeah. know, so I work like, uh, I let the ideas come to me and they usually do whether I want to or not, they're knocking. They're, they're like, look, you're going to let us in and we're going to sit down and we're going <laughs> to, we're going to have coffee and we're going to talk about these things. And then you're going to write our book for us. So that's what they do. The ideas come to me. And um, and then since discovering the tarot, which was 10 years ago, I don't think I mentioned that earlier. That, that's been 10 mm. years. So in the past decade, the cards just help me to kind of, they help me to plan. I can do, you know, I can use them for ideas for planning out, you know, outlining my novels. If certainly if I have some Uh, plot development issues. Maybe I have some plot holes or Mm. if I have some writer's block and I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do about this scene. Put in those earbuds, take off out the door, go for a walk, think about it, come back, pull some cards and boom, the idea, they'll just, the ideas will come to me. I'll be very inspired by, you know, by the illustrations and the cards. And, Mm -hmm. and as, as you mentioned, I do use them for character creation as well, because, you know, we have all these figures here in this deck and really no matter what, you know, which deck you, you use, you can really be inspired by um, the individuals, the animals, the symbols, um, all to create your characters. And, and that's what I do. I, I, uh, and a lot of times like I'll use the cards. And so like this page of pentacles, I'm feeling maybe I want to use it to develop this one character, but, you know, this character happens to be a woman and she happens to be doing this and, you know, we're doing that. And maybe she doesn't look like the person in the card, but it's the energy I'm getting from the card as well. Mm, So, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily a a literal interpretation and it shouldn't be because let's face it, you know, love Pamela Coleman Smith, love Pixie. She's one of my favorite artists and this is her artwork, but these were not her original ideas. So it's right. not a very diverse deck. And I, I'm right. talking, I'm speaking to the, the Smith Waite original right. designs. So yeah, I just, I'm very inspired to use the cards to, to, in you know, to develop diverse characters and, and that's, a, and it's challenging too. And it's, and it's a, it's a good challenge because I want to make sure that I'm um, designing uh, characters and building uh, storylines that resonate with my readers and that offer the readers representation and they can see themselves um, and relate to themselves in some way in my stories. Yeah, I like that you brought that up because I know there's been a lot of talk in, about the lack of diversity specifically mm-hmm. in the Smith Waite deck. And that's why mm-hmm. I think so many of us love more modern decks and the ability mm-hmm. to see the, more inclusion yeah. and mm-hmm. diversity and, and be able to see. Oh, yeah maybe bits of our ourself that that we weren't otherwise able to see. And oh, you yeah. talking about your process and finding the energy is, is fascinating. And I'm, I just have this like vision of you, like probably earlier you said popping your earbuds in, going for a walk, coming home, pulling cars, and then having this kind of like epiphany. So yes. it makes me wonder, like, have there been any specific times when you've been in maybe the some sort of writing phase or character development phase and the tarot has been responsible for some sort of like unexpected or surprising twist in your work. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh goodness. The tarot loves to help me write villains. Oh, no way. (laughs) To help me write the (laughs) <laughs> to help me, I should, I should say to help me write the, uh, the antagonists. Um, the you know, but yeah, they, and they're good for that because, you know, come on, the antagonists, you know, they're, they're messy and they're ugly and they're dirty and they're over here 
kicking up dust and causing, mm. you know, mayhem and havoc in the poor main characters' lives. But, you know, why are they so angry? Let's pull some cards and let's find out. Why are they so angry? Why are they so upset? What's their backstory? Who hurt them? Right. You know? <laughs> who hurt you? Who, yeah, who absolutely. Hurt you? Who, who hurt you? And let's get to the bottom of why this, you know, this person is so poisonous. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> uh, one of my most recent, well, my most recent novel um, is called Only the rocks that float. Mm-hmm. And I, I use the tarot and I use my favorite Oracle deck to write that entire book along with uh, my grandmother's story, her, like her life story right. was inspired it very much her experience being a child during the uh, great depression and growing up on a, having, losing her parents very young and having to move to a farm. And her uncle was not a nice man. He was very abusive and it was a traumatic experience for her. So I was inspired by her experience and, and working with the cards and with my Oracle deck, I was able to, to really write. Uh, it's, it's my favorite piece so far. It's my, it's my book that I'm most proud of, but it was the hardest thing to write. And it's, um, it's kind of dark, but you know, it's Southern Gothic fiction. So that's expected. Right. You know, I'm wondering, can you think of any, anything that comes to mind, like off the top of your head where, Tarot specifically played a role in in that book or with a particular character? I think of the the Two of Cups and the Lovers and the Page of Cups. And I pull those cards because the Two of Cups and the Lovers, they were kind of like anchors for Mm. the two main characters in that particular book. They're a set of twins. They're Mm -hmm. um, fraternal twins. One's a boy, one's a girl. And the Page of Cups was very inspirational for developing uh, one of the supporting characters who's just very dear to my heart. And I, you know, I fall in love with my characters. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like they, they're my friends and (laughs) they, you know, they're my babies and they're my friends and I, I'm proud of them. And I don't know, they're very real to me. They, they live, they're real inside my head. So, so yeah. It's interesting hearing your relationship with your characters and the and the role or the inspiration that tarot plays. Cause I know like several people really close to me and just even the greater community, the greater gamer community as a whole, you know, they build characters for tabletop and role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of folks use tarot to help them develop characters, even through that type of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And those characters, the characters that they play are very much like the characters you write. They develop this really close relationship to those characters. And, you know, it's for me, it's always been tough because so, you know, I've played D&D in the past mm-hmm. and, you know, I used to be a writer when I was much younger. And I have found that because there's, I don't know, because there's such a personal <laughs> and vulnerable aspect to writing, it's always been really difficult for me personally to step outside of my own personal experiences when it comes to developing characters, Mm. either in writing fiction or even Mm. just creating or developing characters for something like Dungeons and Dragons. And so Mm. thinking about the psychological component of tarot, I feel like I could see how that would offer a pathway to access maybe the psyche of our characters or potential characters in order to create this kind of like authentic and relatable experience or personality or even dialogue um, that maybe otherwise for, for people who may be like, oh yeah, I'm the same way, yeah. have a difficult time tapping into that creative energy yeah. that isn't solely based on your own personal experiences. Cause it's going to be, it can yeah. be really hard. Right. Oh, absolutely. And you know, every, every writer, I, I'm not going to say every, every writer I know, <laughs> inject themselves in some little parts, you know, little Easter eggs throughout their work. That's very much their own experiences or their, you know, something that they endured or they went through or, you know, just something, just a part of themselves. And then, you know, but we don't want to do that to every single one of our works because we don't want to write the same story. We want to write different stories and we want to write, you know, very nuanced characters. And we want those characters to stand alone without Mm. um, having to be so much like us. Because again, like I mentioned earlier, we want our readers to be able to relate. So that's where the tarot can come in and can be a very, very handy tool in offering up, you know, all just just immeasurable options for the different um, archetypes and the different, you know, types of 
of situations and and plot lines and just everything that that we have as the writer have you know things that we have not experienced but that are important to write about and mm. So the tarot offers all of these different options for characters and, uh, you know, that are based off of these various archetypes and all of these different settings and these scenes, these circumstances and, you know, all of these ideas that we normally wouldn't write about because they're Mm -hmm. not, you know, in, they're not on our radar. They're not in our, uh, you know, they're not, um, you know, a part of our experience, our physical experience in this world. So. You know, you talking about kind of the depth and the the access that tarot gives you for your storytelling makes me think of how that whole process may even lead to, or at least influence, some of your your own personal growth throughout mm-hmm. your storytelling and tarot journey. Because I know, you know, those of us who maybe aren't, you know, writers or, or storytellers we have a, a profound experience just pulling cards and understanding ourselves and those around us with the tarot. But you have a really unique experience of not only using tarot for yourself, but also mm-hmm. for this artistic creative component of who you are. So it's only, which, which then sheds light on experiences of, of folks who aren't just your own personal experience or have you mm-hmm. have your shared personal experience. So it's almost mm-hmm. like you're getting, oh my gosh, an overwhelming amount of like <laughs> insight and perspective and knowledge. I, I mean, what has that process been like for you knowing that you're using tarot, not just from a personal perspective, but also this creative perspective. I imagine it's opened a lot of different doors and perspectives and epiphanies. You know, it, it really has. I am, I'm a natural, you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't tell it if you get close to me and we, you know, you and I were, you know, we, we chat and we've known each other for a while, but if you first meet me, you wouldn't know that I was such an introvert, but I'm Mm. so introverted and I am always in my head and, uh, you know, stereotypical writer, we're in our head, we're constantly, you know, self-assessing and overanalyzing, oh, overanalyzing. Mm-hmm. And we have all this self-doubt and imposter syndrome and all of that stuff. And so working, I, I can confidently say that in the past 10 years that I've been working with the cards and, and using them to help me write these books, not only have I like physically pumped out these books and finished them and uh, brought this work that used to be just ideas, you know, written on the backs of, uh, written in notebooks and on the backs of tablets and order pads when I was bartending and bev naps and all that, you know, actually putting out this work in the world. It's helped me to do that. It's also the, the tarot has helped me to be more, um, to feel more confident in that and who I am as, as a writer and who Mm -hmm. I am, um, as a creative person. And, uh, I am very introverted, but you know what? I, that's okay. I can, I can, um, I can be alone and in this office in my safe space. And then I can let all of those ideas just out on, I can let all of those ideas resonate out on, on the page. All of these you know, these inspired um, different situations that come to me because of the cards that I normally would not have written about. And I can be, I've just become very confident in, I don't know, it almost feels like I have the cards offer almost like a support system for helping me confidently be more confident Mm -hmm. and write more authentically because they're designed to support, you know, they're designed to support you in whatever your your endeavors and so um creatively you know from a internal like energetic and spiritual standpoint they they've just uh they've definitely hold, held my hand that's so sweet they've held my hand it, it, it kind of as i as i look at the six of cups right because i pulled that card to guide the episode you know for it, me. Makes, it makes me think too and you talking about the six of cups i think is important here because i'm wondering you know you had mentioned something earlier about being kind of how it's easy to be consumed by over self-analysis or even, you know, self-doubt. And I'm curious in what ways does tarot hold your hand? Because I think 
anyone who's in the creative sphere or even not, I mean, all of us struggle with self-doubt and moments of imposter syndrome, you know, especially when you're putting something out into the world for people to consume, it can be incredibly (laughs) destabilizing to think, oh my gosh, I'm letting people see my work, hear my work, read my work. So Mm -hmm. what role does tarot play in helping, like maybe you specifically navigate any of those feelings of insecurity and that you had mentioned it increases your confidence. Like what does that mm-hmm. look like? How to, what type of relationship does that offer you? You know, so I can, I'll answer this and I know that you will understand where I'm coming from and, you know, your listeners will understand where I'm coming from, but the tarot is really good for telling me as it is, telling me like it is, just right. telling me the truth, showing me the truth, whether I want to know it or not, whether I believe it or not, and then hanging around and following me around until I believe it, i.e. Mm. those those stalker cards that love to say, okay, you're going to get this point drilled into your head, you know, until you absolutely believe what we're telling you. You know, when you have this, you know, this incredible, this toolbox, so to speak, mm. I, uh, you know, for the lack of a, a better analogy, but this toolbox of all of these ideas and all of these supportive, you know, creative characters who, and potential stories. And just, you know, it's, I, I think of the, the limnus gate that's over the strength, uh, the woman in the strength card and the uh, magician and the, just the infinite opportunities for self discovery and for um, discovering new stories and things that, you know, stories that have not been written yet. And you can imagine, I can't imagine that there's not an idea, you know, that hasn't been written, but then I go and shuffle the cards and boom, you know, two or three jump out and there's a brand new story that is completely unique to the, whatever it is that I see it, you know, into it from it. And, um, and then I can write with confidence because I was inspired by it. So I, I've been having so much fun in my head thinking about what your tarot process is like for like creating characters and developing stories. And I would love so much if you would kind of walk us through a specific process for you in terms of using tarot to, to create a story. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I, I like to this, so it seems very simple to me, but that's because I, I do this all the time. So it probably, hopefully it'll be a new idea um, to others. I don't know. But I like to do a, uh, a spread that's like a story arc. So it starts out looking kind of like a, um, a triangle, not a, what is the triangle that's, that's perfect, like isosceles, not that shape. So it's an, it's an arc shape. So it's like a triangle with a big wide base, you know? Gotcha. So yeah. I start with, all right, let's say I'm writing a story and I know, and this is how, this is my writing process. I always know when I'm writing a story, I know what it's going to start out like, like how it's going to start. And I almost always know what the ending is. Usually I know the ending first before anything. And then I know what that climax is going to be. So I know what that, you know, that point that's like, oh, this is the, you know, this is the uh, pinnacle of the story and it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all downhill from here. It's going uphill from the start of the story to the climax and then coming back down and, and tying up those loose ends. Those, that's the part of the, stories, the the books that I write that I tend to use tarot for most. And so this spread, which I call the story arc, starts one card here, you know, on the bottom left, you put your card, the second card at the top, kind of like, um, you know, up above it and over. And then the other card is going to be even, the third card is going to be even with that first card over here on the end. Mm-hmm. And that's the conclusion. And then I like to shuffle cards and I like to just pick out, you know, one, two, three cards that might, and I'm shuffling now as Me we too. do this. So I'm we can go ahead. And, even though I don't yeah, have a story in mind, I'm just going to do it with you to see what happens. Right. And I know that this, this format is audio. So I try to articulate what this looks like. So let's I'll say. I'll post photos for you all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. And um, so, yeah. So let's say, okay, I, I've got, and you can, you don't have to shuffle. You, well, you, sh- you probably shouldn't shuffle the cards to pick out your, you know, the beginning 
the right. Uh, I was actually going to clarify that. So you would yeah. pick the, the the triangle cards, right? Right. Like the, you would pick. Yeah. You would pick your cards. Okay, which card really? Um, which card represents what's happening in your beginning? Boom, lay it down right there. Okay. Now, which card um, represents what's happening in at the very top of you know the very uh, the climax climatic, of your yeah. story? Yeah. What's that climatic peak? Put it there in the second spot, which is in the middle. Okay. Then over here on the right, which is the card that represents the the conclusion? And I so, feel like. Even though, so even though I don't have a story in mind, I pulled blindly and looking the, though at this arc, it could mm-hmm. like even if you don't have a story in mind or in the beginning stages, I feel like pulling blindly could still yeah. help because yeah. my first card was the Wheel of Fortune, my uh, climax card was the Seven of Swords, and my conclusion card was the Three of Swords, and then in the middle I got. Five of Wands and Queen of Swords. <laughs> oh, okay. Again, lots of swords. Oh, but yeah. I feel like this could really, very, like, my creative juices are flowing already. And I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. this could be a story. This is really exciting. And yeah. what a fun way to also mix up your tarot practice instead of just reading for you. If you yeah. are needing some sort of, like, just wanting some creative energy. Look at these cards that you pulled and just in your head, create a yeah. narrative. You don't even have to yeah. write it or turn it into a story. Like I'm really excited no. right now. I'm so glad you're Good. sharing this. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And, and I, I pulled cards as well. So I'll um, share the, you know, the picture of what I pull to kind of give you an example of what that spread looks like. Yes, please. You know? So tell us but, kind yeah. of what your process would be then. Yeah. So I know that, uh, everything's good starting out in this the story that's you know it's come into my mind. So I pulled the four of wands, and I know that in the climax of the story, somebody's got to leave and move away. They've got to to pack up, leave, leave everything behind. So eight of cups, and then the ending. It's going to be a happy ending. This probably is going to be a romance book, but there's going to be a happy ending. So we've got the two of cups um, over here in the conclusion. Okay. So what are we going to do? What's going to what's going to happen to lead me from the four of wands up to the point where the main character has to walk away from everything at the eight of cups? And I drew the high priestess, Mm. which that's so funny because the high priestess is this this oracle, the seer, you know, this um, she's very much like my character who came to me in a vision. And um, she's very wise and she has all of this knowledge that's you know, it's very um, intuitive and it's very unknown and subconscious and all of that. So perhaps the main characters will uh, have this epiphany, something that occurs, that happens, that leads them to believe that they have no other choice but to walk away from everything that they built. And then as they're coming back down from that uh, decision, the card I pulled is the Six of Pentacles. So maybe they are in a position to help people along the way, or perhaps they are actually the people being helped by the person in the card who's offering assistance. So in order for them to arrive at their happy ending, which is the two of cups, then they have gone through this position where they left everything behind and then they, you know, received the help. And I'm sure that was a big learning experience. They probably had to humble themselves if they were the two people who are receiving that assistance. And yeah, so that's kind of, and that's a, that's a story on the fly right there. Right. You know? <laughs> I love that story on the fly. That's, that's a story on the fly. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking about. Like, this is really fun. I feel like, I feel like there can be a lot of pressure to always have this really in-depth, deep, self-reflective experience with the cards. And I know I'm always kind of reflecting on how can we have a little bit more fun with them? How can there be this balance between them them being this, this self-healing tool and also this tool for playfulness? And I feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this is a great example of how you can sit down with your cards and transform your relationship a little bit, shake things up. Even if you aren't a writer or, mm-hmm. you know, if you aren't, you know, and inherently view yourself as an artist. This is a way Mm -hmm. for you to sit down and tap into the, that artistic and creative energy that exists within all of us without it feeling like you have to 
have some sort of very specific outcome with it. So mm-hmm. this was really fun. I really enjoyed the spread. It's it's um it's definitely one of my my go tos. It's one that it's it's the one that after I finish the walk and I come back, I you know pull the cards and I'm like, all right, show me the way. Show me how this story is going to pan out. Come on, so, fools, take me on your journey. So this was so fun. I feel really inspired and already want to sit and play with the cards in in a new way. So thank you for sharing your (laughs) experience. (laughs) Good. Thank you for having me. Using this as a storytelling tool. I'm so glad you were here. So tell us a little bit about where we can find you and what you have going on. Oh, okay. So I, um, you can find me at uh, my website is paintbluecreative.com. That's H-A-I-N-T bluecreative.com. And that's where everything is, all my books, um, my blog. I also have a a shop. I call it the Intuitive Storyteller Hub. And that's where you can find resources that I've developed to help uh, writers to use the tarot to enhance their creativity. So everything that we um, just talked about today um, can be found, you know, in the Intuitive Storyteller Hub, or certainly resources to support everything we talked about today um, can be found in the Intuitive Storyteller Hub. And then what I'm working on right now, I actually just finished my very first nonfiction book. It was three years in the making. It took me three years to finish it, and. It's a, I can, I can only say, because I actually am in talks (laughs) with a publisher. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, I'm in talks with a publisher about publishing it. It is a book that, that teaches writers how to use the tarot in their storytelling. As part of this book project, we'll be designing a tarot deck. So it's all I can say about those projects (laughs) right now, but that's what I just finished working on. And that's kind of the future of where I'm I'm headed. I I am writing another um, fictional series that I'm so excited to to get started on. um, And then I'm really excited about um, developing my first tarot deck. I am I'm so excited for you because I, I have seen how hard you've been working over the last few years. And oh my goodness. I feel so lucky to have been given like the quickest glimpse at this, <laughs> this book. And I think it's gonna be absolutely remarkable. And I'm just I'm so thank you. I'm so happy for you. And I just want everyone to be able to kind of experience your creativity in your brain because it's it's really exciting. And if you have an opportunity, please go read Mandy's work. I've read a couple of her books now and I, I love that I've been able to see bits of Florida in them. <laughs> I think oh, that's been yes. exciting. Yes. Um, but you're you're great. And thank you again for joining me. And I'm so excited to see what what comes in the future for you. Well, I feel the very same about you. I'm so blessed to have you in my life, Shannon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to The Tarot Diagnosis. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok under the handle at The Tarot Diagnosis and join us while we pull daily cards and explore tarot and mental health in between podcast episodes. You can also subscribe to our podcast to make sure that you never miss an episode. If you have a topic or question that you'd like for us to explore on the podcast, you can contact us directly on our website, www.thetarotdiagnosis.com.